Welcome to the Creative Pen Podcast. I'm Joanna Penn, thriller author and creative entrepreneur, bringing you interviews, inspiration and information on writing, publishing options and marketing ideas for your book. You can find the episode show notes, your free author blueprint and lots more information at thecreativepen.com and that's pen with a double n. And here's the show. Hello creatives, I'm Joanna Penn and this is episode number 664 of the podcast and I'm actually recording this a bit earlier on the 20th of December 2022. So today's show is my roundup of the year. Now, at the beginning of every year, I share my goals. And at the end of every year, I share my roundup of actually what I achieved. <laughs> and of course, I always spin it in a good way. Um, I, I often don't achieve everything I set out to achieve, but that's okay. And so I hope this episode helps you reflect on what you've done this year. And also, as we kind of start to think about what we want to achieve next year, I hope it gives you something to think about. I'd also love to hear from you as you reflect on your creative goals. Did you achieve everything you wanted to in 2022? So you can leave a comment on the show notes as ever on the blog or on the YouTube channel. You can tweet me at the creative pen. Uh, you can email me joanna at thecreativepen.com. I love to hear from you and I would really love to hear how your 2022 went. So just briefly as an overview, I'm going to go through the following things. Books for authors as Joanna Penn, fiction as J.F. Penn, my shift to the creator economy and focusing on selling direct, embracing multi-passionate creativity and moving into the creative future, the Creative Pen website and podcast, bookbinding, my lifetime goal of walking the Camino, the end of my books and travel podcast, and then travel and speaking health and personal things. So let's get into it. So first of all, books for authors under Joanna Penn. So I've had a draft of how to write a novel in my work in progress drive for over five years. But this year in 2022, I overcame resistance and finally finished it and published it. I was worried that I didn't have anything to add to the many millions of other books on writing craft, but it turned out to be useful for some people, especially those who write out of order and are discovery writers. So thank you if you uh, bought How to Write a Novel and uh, hopefully it's useful. So I did launch the book directly on my Shopify store, creativepenbooks.com, and sold it exclusively direct for a month before publishing it wide. It's now available on all platforms in all formats, including the audiobook narrated by me. So fiction as J.F. Penn, where I write thrillers, dark fantasy, crime, horror and short stories. So in the first quarter of 2022, I re-edited my first novel, Stone of Fire, and the subsequent two novels, Crypt of Bone and Ark of Blood. I shared my lessons learned in solo episode 606 back in February, and I included an edited version of that as a chapter in How to Write a Novel. So was it worth those rewrites? Well, creatively, absolutely, because I am much happier about advertising the early books in the series. And since there are 12 books and a short story in that series, it's good that I feel happy about advertising the first three books. Financially, I can't see any impact, but it was still personally worth it. And it also helped me see how far my writing has come since that first novel in 2009 
And the lessons helped me finish how to write a novel. So it was definitely worth it because it essentially gave me that creative confidence. I also wrote and published two short stories, Blood, Sweat and Flame, which is a dark little story set in a glass-blowing hotshop inspired by the Netflix series Blown Away. I also wrote Soldiers of God, which is an arcane short story featuring a popular secondary character, Martin, who is my AI geek or my Q character in my arcane universe. It's based around a document found in the Vatican secret archives that leads to a crypt hidden under Paris, which holds a dark secret. I've also written another short story. It's been a bit more of a short story year, really. Uh, This one, working title is Demons in the Smoke. I don't know whether it will finish that way, (laughs) but that's the working title. That is the one I've mentioned as the war photographer or the eyes story. Uh, I I, I mean, it really is a very strange little story. Currently with my editor. And uh, even though the work is in 2022, I'm going to put all of that in 2023 as well. So I guess for both of these, it's been a shift to the creator economy and a focus on selling direct. So in 2022, I purposefully shifted into the creator economy model. And this is essentially a mindset shift as well as a behavioural change around which sites you publish on. So instead of chasing algorithms and focusing primarily on building business for the big tech companies, it's about nurturing a direct relationship with readers and selling direct as much as possible. This means that the author takes a bigger slice of the revenue up front, as well as controlling the customer data and the customer relationship. Plus, we get paid faster, as in it can be the same day, it can be within a couple of days instead of months. So I've been selling direct since 2008 when I started online, but it's always been an afterthought for book sales. I offered it, but I didn't focus on it. I also only offered digital formats in the past. In 2022, I prioritised selling direct in print as well as ebook and audio and made sure to release direct first and also have some direct only editions for new books. So in July 2022, I launched creativepenbooks.com, which is my minimum viable Shopify store. And I did an episode all about that, where I outline all the reasons it's a good idea to sell direct for your income, your customer data and your mental health. Uh, There are no bestseller lists and orange tags and competition on your own store. (laughs) Of course, you still have to get traffic to it, but that is another discussion. When I launched How to Write a Novel, it was a month direct only with all formats before I put the book wide. Plus, I've kept the How to Write a Novel workbook as a direct only exclusive to my store. And that's going to be my plan going forward. I'm going to release direct first for a month at least before putting the books wide and keep some products as direct only. I'm also going to do more special editions. So, pilgrimage which I'll mention in a minute I'm doing the edition that will the paperback that will be on book vault is going to be will continue being special whereas the KDP one and the Ingram one will be more plain basically I also spoke at London Book Fair and at SPS self-publishing show live on the topic of the creator economy and I also produced a course on it the creator economy for authors available at thecreativepen.com forward slash learn and yeah that's something that I might be turning into a book in 2023 because it's really a trend people are wanting more and more to sell direct which is fantastic 
Then I also decided this year to embrace my multi-passionate creativity and optimise for curiosity as we move into the creative future. So for a long time, I've been sort of trying to do that one thing where the Gary Kellerbook, where it's like, just focus on one thing and then you'll achieve loads. But this year I decided to optimise for curiosity rather than trying to rein in my eclectic, multi-passionate interests. This has allowed me to play in the technological and futurist spaces that I find so invigorating. And I've shared much of this experimentation with you in the in-between episodes during this year. So first of all, let's talk about generative AI. So I've been talking about creative AI since 2016, and personally, I've been using GPT-3 through PseudoWrite for at least 18 months, mainly as an expanded thesaurus for sensory description. And I'll put links in the show notes, but I do have a tutorial on using PseudoWrite. I've previously written a book on AI for authors and publishing. I've worked on submissions for the UK government and the World Intellectual Property Organisation on AI and copyright. And I've also helped the Alliance of Independent Authors formulate their ethical guidelines for AI usage. Again, links in the show notes. So creative uses of AI are not a surprise to me. (laughs) But even I was surprised by how fast this year generative AI went mainstream with the release of Midjourney, DALL-E 2 and Stable Diffusion for image generation, which happened in the sort of Northern Hemisphere summer. And also the release of ChatGPT in early December 2022, only a couple of weeks um, ago as I'm recording this. And it's really just supercharged the discussion of generative AI. So I'm now using different types of this uh, as part of my creative and book marketing process. I've written and rewritten book sales descriptions and ad copy with ChatGPT and started to play with it as an outlining and research tool. I've used PseudoWrite to help with multi-sensory description, as I said, like a thesaurus on steroids. And I've used Midjourney to create header images for this blog, to create a custom ornamental break for my next book, and to create social media images related to my stories and ideas. I've also done a number of interviews on AI, including co-writing fiction, AI art for book covers and marketing, and collaborative writing with OpenAI's Andrew Main. And this kind of crosses over into the blockchain and NFT space. Earlier this year, I minted and sold my first NFT special editions on OpenSea using AI-generated art before it went mainstream. And it's, I'm really glad I did that now because I look at the images that I did, and I think that was April, and uh, it was just before the crypto, the last crypto crash anyway, <laughs> or the one before the last one. But um I'm glad I did those then because you can see the difference between the art I generated earlier in the year and the art I can generate now with Midjourney version 4. The difference in quality is incredible. So it is always good to kind of save these snapshots in time because things are ever moving forward. I've also done a number of presentations and interviews on NFTs and blockchain, including an overview of how authors can use it, which there's a special edition earlier this year, blockchain for copyright and intellectual property, financial and tax implications, legal and contractual aspects of NFTs and DAOs. And I think a lot of this is going to uh, sort of continue in 2023. I also had a crossover episode with Jay Thorne around AI, generative AI for music and NFTs and for art as well. So yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of crossover in those spaces next year. 
Also, AI for voice. So Google Play auto-narrated audiobooks have now helped thousands of authors create AI-narrated audiobooks for free, and they've rolled out the program to more countries and have enabled multiple narrator voices. I interviewed Ryan Dingler from Google Play Books about auto-narration this year and produced an update about other aspects and companies of AI for voice. I should also mention that Apple, as I record this, it was just yesterday that Apple have now introduced uh, AI narration. So again, links in the show notes, but um, with Apple and Google now doing that, I I mean, yeah, I think we're going to see some other big companies doing it in 2023. So of course, I am an audiobook narrator and I narrate most of my books and indeed my short stories these days. But I also have a couple of AI narrated audiobooks distributed to almost every platform except Audible. As ever, I remain a techno optimist. And while there are always problems with technology, I believe on balance it's a force for good and that we need to be a force for good. And I want to continue to be part of the positive side of the equation. And so you will hear more about this in 2023 and I will retain my my techno optimism. There is so much good stuff going on with AI. And I mean, I've just touched on the publishing side, but in terms of health technology, in terms of saving the planet, I mean, it, it, there's so much going on. It's a very, very exciting time. As, I've, as I have said, I, I kind of last year felt like everything was a bit staid and boring. But this year, everything's taken off again, and I'm more excited than ever. I will probably talk about that in my New Year episode. So the Creative Pen website and podcast. Well, I published 67 episodes of the Creative Pen podcast in 2022. So definitely more than one a week. And I'm so pleased that the show still resonates after more than 13 years. And I know some of you have actually been listening that long. (laughs) You know far more about me than my family, (laughs) to be fair. So I did a survey in the autumn and asked why people keep listening. The main reasons were my positive spin on the author life. So literally, my positivity is a reason you're here, which is why I'm continuing. But also, you can't keep it down. (laughs) Also, you like my focus on the future for authors and publishing, which no other show covers. And also the fact I've been around for so long, which gives me a long term perspective, which helps people who are new on the scene to sort of see the bigger picture. So these survey results help me recommit to the podcast and also to plan episodes that will help authors at different stages of the journey. So thanks to corporate sponsors, Kobo Writing Life, Ingram Spark, Draft Digital, Pro Writing Aid, Findaway Voices, Written Word Media and Kindlepreneur. Thanks also to my wonderful patrons, thank you patrons, who specifically support the in-between episodes and help me keep going when I feel like giving up. Plus we do quite a lot of stuff behind the scenes too. You can support the show and get the extra monthly Q&A episode at patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the creative pen or you can buy me a coffee or three at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the creative pen. In terms of stats, the Creative Pen podcast is in the top 1% of podcasts with over 10,000 downloads in the first seven days of publishing and 15 to 25,000 downloads per episode. And I'll link to the comparative uh, statistics at the podcast host in the show notes. My statistics from the 17th of December 2022 through my uh, host Blueberry 
over 7.9 million podcast downloads across 228 countries now. 60% of those USA, 12% UK, 5% Australia, 5% Canada and 18% rest of the world across, as I said, 228 countries which is very, very cool. Also, uh, 86% impactful plays where people listen to at least 75% of the episode. So thank you for listening. Uh, You're fantastic. And I hope to continue to be useful to you next year. On to some other things. Bookbinding. I created a limited handbound edition of A Thousand Fiendish Angels. So one of my overarching mantras these days is more physical, more digital. So as I delve deeper into the online world and experiment more with AI and blockchain and other online things, I also need to focus more on physical products as well as in-person physical experiences. In 2022, I decided to learn more about bookbinding and with the help of a local bookbinder, I took a print-on-demand edition of A Thousand Fiendish Angels, stripped off the cover and made it into a leather-bound original with specially aged paper, end papers and more. The story is based around a book of human skin, so it was an appropriate project. So I really enjoyed the process, but it was also time consuming and expensive. So I won't be making it part of my regular publishing experience. I'm keeping the edition for my personal library. Links in the show notes to the article, which has all the pictures and the process I went through. I also achieved a lifetime goal of walking the Camino de Santiago and finished my pilgrimage book. So in September 2022, I walked the Camino de Santiago along the Portuguese coastal route around 300 kilometres from Porto in Portugal to Santiago de Compostela in Spain. I've been thinking about doing the Camino pilgrimage for over 20 years. And when I was sick with Covid last year, I made a promise to myself to finally do it because you never know when it will be too late to achieve a goal. So I have walked two other pilgrimages over the last couple of years, the Pilgrim's Way and also the St Cuthbert's Way. And between the three long walks, I've learned a lot about myself. They helped me during the difficult pandemic times and improved my mental and physical health during a time of change in my life. I also walked these solo. (laughs) So I thought I would write a book after the Pilgrim's Way. I thought one pilgrimage would be more than enough. But it turned out that I needed the other pilgrimages in order to find meaning and write a worthwhile book from my experiences. So if you're interested in pilgrimage or solo walking in general, or if you like travel memoir as a genre, or if you just like to know some more personal things about me... (laughs) Then, Pilgrimage, Lessons Learned from Solo Walking Three Ancient Ways, will be out in early 2023. I'm doing a Kickstarter for a special hardback edition, and there'll be a special paperback, uh, ebook, audiobook, all the usual things, launching 23rd of January 2023. And uh, it won't be published everywhere else until those copies have gone out. So you can sign up for the pre-launch page, depending on when you're listening to this. The pre-launch page is at thecreativepen.com forward slash pilgrimage. And that will also redirect to the book if you're listening to this later. But yes, uh, this is a very personal book. And this will be a special hardback edition that's only available through the Kickstarter. And also early access to all the others, basically. So yes, please support my first crowdfunding (laughs) 
project. <laughs> but I know it's quite a specific type of book. So uh, yeah, this is kind of my dry run for the shadow book, which as I'll be talking about in the next show I'm intending to write next year. Okay, so on with the roundup, the end of my books and travel podcast. So I've been thinking about this for a while, but reading Quit, The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away by Annie Duke helped me make this decision. And thanks to Jay Thorne for the recommendation. So I have loved, 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 loved doing the books and travel podcast for the last three and a half years, but I need to make room for other things. The show does not have a viable business model for the amount of time and money it takes, and it's too much work and therefore not sustainable as a passion project. I started Books and Travel in May 2019, when I envisioned a travel-related business around it, with different books and products and affiliate things, perhaps even guided tours and creative holidays. I'd even bought some URLs and domains and things to really think about a whole travel business. But it was a very different travel world back then. The pandemic hit less than a year later and changed travel as an experience and as a business. I also discovered how much of the travel writing industry is either freelance or writing for hire or commissioned writing. It's very different to other genres and the business model is not so clear or profitable. The Books and Travel podcast has given me precious moments of escape, especially in the depths of the pandemic. And I know for many of you, uh, it's been that for you too. I've had a lot of emails and comments and I've really appreciated how much you've enjoyed it. And I've loved the conversations over the last few years, but I need time for other things. The backlist will remain and the episodes are evergreen. I did that on purpose. (laughs) There's no travel news or anything like that. It's all just related to people's books and different places. So you can still listen or read the transcripts or go look at the uh, images. And I have lots of solo episodes around my travels and places I've lived, as well as interviews with travel writers and nonfiction and novelists who are inspired by sense of place. I've also been thinking a lot about my strengths and what I bring to a podcast that no one else can. I have to be honest, I am not remarkable at travel podcasting. And after my pilgrimage book, I don't have any plans for any more travel books. Although, of course, my fiction as JF Penn is inspired by my travels and I have some travels coming up that I hope will inspire more writing. So, The difference in my two podcasts is also evident in the downloads, and I have given it a good go, but Books and Travel gets around 1,000 to 1,500 downloads per episode, which is still really good, and it has remained stable for the last year. But the Creative Pen podcast gets at least 20,000 downloads per episode, which is 20 times the number of downloads for Books and Travel. It is very clear where my energy should go. I will do a final solo episode when Pilgrimage is out and I may add to the feed over time, but not as a regular show. The podcast remains live so you can listen to 90 episodes of The Backlist if you like books and travel and the website booksandtravel.page will remain with all its diverse content. So I have the opportunity to go back to it later if I want. 
So was books and travel a waste of time? And this is the whole sunk cost fallacy that uh, Annie Duke goes into in Quit. Um, But no, I don't consider it a waste of time. I follow my curiosity and I consider books and travel to be a project that I needed at the time and is now finished, at least for now. I've also changed since starting the podcast. We bought a house soon after I started it, actually, and settled down. We have adopted cats and the pandemic helped me feel part of a community in Bath, probably for the first time I've stayed in one place for this long. So before the pandemic, I always wanted to leave to go somewhere else. But now I'm happy to stay home and put down roots. We all change. Life moves on. We do not have to keep doing the same thing over and over. So yes, I recommend Quit, The Power of Knowing When to Walk Away by Annie Duke if you're struggling to let go of aspects of your life. And I shared the recent episode with Orna Ross on quitting and pivoting for more in-depth discussion on that. And that is the last episode on this feed uh, if if you're listening on a podcast app. On to travel and speaking, health and personal things. So travel-wise, we started 2022 in New Zealand visiting family, but I left soon after the new year because the COVID restrictions were so severe. As the year progressed, the pandemic became less of a worry and more part of the risk of everyday life. I attended the Creator Economy Expo conference as a business trip in Arizona in April, and then we had a beach holiday in Rhodes in the Greek islands in May. Then I walked my Camino from Porto in Portugal to Santiago de Compostela in Spain. I am so happy to be out and about in the world again. There will be more of this next year for sure. I spoke at the London Book Fair on the creator economy as well as at the self-publishing show live on the same topic. I've spoken online about NFTs several times and I was on a panel at NFT London. I ran a full day in-person event here in Bath with Orna Ross as well as running online sessions on business planning. So yeah, done quite a lot in person and online speaking this year. Health-wise, 2022 has been a transformative year for me. So I stopped sleeping properly in November 2019 and blamed my subsequent insomnia on the pandemic. But it only got worse. And by April 2022, after turning 47, I reached the end of what I could manage. So I went for the and I did try loads and loads of stuff. But in April 2022, I went on HRT, hormone replacement therapy. And within 48 hours, I slept through the night. This is a miracle. I seriously considered this a miracle of modern medicine. HRT has dramatically improved my mental health and happiness. And if you are a woman of perimenopausal age, usually around 45 to 54, although of course that can vary, or if you love someone this age, then I recommend reading Menopausing, The Positive Roadmap to Your Second Spring by Davina McCall and Dr. Naomi Potter. So I know HRT is not for everyone. So please don't send me political opinions on women's health or natural remedies versus pharmaceuticals. (laughs) This menopausal age bracket is at the highest risk for suicide amongst women. And I certainly felt the edge of the abyss during my many sleepless nights. And I just wanted to share my experience in the hope it might help someone listening out there who is suffering as I was. 
On other health things, I continue to lift weights twice a week. My personal best deadlift this year, 80 kilos for two sets of three. Um, We decided to leave it at that. I wasn't going to go one for one at a higher weight. But yes, that is more than my body weight, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) And also to eat with an intermittent fasting lifestyle. I still do that. I've also walked a lot of kilometres in 2022, both in training for the Camino and the walk itself. And in fact, my two little toenails still have not grown back (laughs) from my Camino. And if you do end up getting the pilgrimage book, uh, there'll be more on that. On happiness things, we adopted two British short hair cats, Cashew and Noisette, who we rehomed. Cashew is my writing buddy and curls up next to my desk and Noisette loves her warm space next to Jonathan and uh, their previous owner um, is French, hence their names, but we're teaching them English, of course. So you can always find pictures of them on my Facebook or my Instagram at jfpenauthor and they're beautiful. So on financial goals, well, the Creative Pen Limited, which is my company, made almost exactly the same amount of money in 2022 as it did in 2021, which I'm pretty pleased about. It's a healthy multi-six-figure revenue, which is great for a mature creative business with only one employee, me. So I grew my direct book sales, which means a greater percentage of profit for a lower number of actual sales. And although my affiliate income has dropped since I don't really do tutorials or many webinars anymore, I made up the difference through the podcast sponsorship and patrons and also the live event sales in person and online. So interestingly, I spent a lot less on book marketing in 2022. Um, This might be because I focused more on email marketing to sell direct, but I certainly intend to increase it again next year and see if I can grow my book sales further. So that is it. Thank you so much for being part of my community in the last year, for buying my books in all formats, for being a patron of the podcast and for being a listener and for sharing the show, for clicking my affiliate links, for leaving positive reviews on the books and the podcast and for recommending the show and my work to other people. I wouldn't have this career without you. So thank you so much and I hope you'll join me in the year ahead. So I'd love for you to leave a comment on the show. I know many of you use this episode as a way to share your roundup for the year. You can leave a link in the show notes You can, or the YouTube channel. You can tweet me at The Creative Pen or email me joanna at thecreativepen.com if you want to tell me what you have achieved and whether you made your goals or changed your goals in 2022. Right, I'll be back on New Year's Day with my 2023 creative and business goals. I hope you'll have time to think about yours as well. And in the meantime, happy writing and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it helpful. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes available at thecreativepen.com forward slash podcast. You can also get your free author blueprint at thecreativepen.com forward slash blueprint. If you'd like to connect, you can tweet me at The Creative Pen or find me on Facebook at The Creative Pen. See you next time.